There were some in Nuru's home settlement who would definitely scold him for taking the winding, almost forgotten paths through this forest. Paths that antelopes and the occasional larger animal held open like doormen at a hotel. Game trails were risky business in Africa, but Nuru had never once seen a leopard in these woods. If anything, leopards avoided the dark trees like the plague. These woods were infamous in tribal history for monsters and disappearances, but the cell phone in Nuru's pocket told him that monsters couldn't be real. No creatures can turn a body to stone with its gaze, and nothing goes undiscovered in a modern era of information and technology. As he walked, the man marveled at the carpet of leaves to either side of his chosen game trail, leaves painted in tapestries by magnificent shafts of sunlight from the canopy. How could a monster persist in a place like this? A place of beauty where not even leopards or dogs hunted. Then Nuru froze. The snake was staring at him from an eye level about twenty feet away. Its head supported on a neck thicker than Nuru's entire torso. Its body was thicker still, but camouflaged so perfectly in the leaf litter that the man could only really see the head and neck. Nuru felt its eyes lock onto his own. And then the thing's mouth opened. Pink flesh blossomed, fangs longer than Nuru's own hands unfurled, and then shot twin streams of opaque fluid directly into his eyes. Exclaiming in shock, the man took several quick steps back, doing his best to wipe the stuff off his face, but his hands didn't seem to want to behave. It started as a wave of spasms in his extremities. Eyelids, fingers, toes, scalp. He took a step backwards, but the shakes were crawling inwards. They moved like a cold wave through his body, causing spasms at the wave's crest, but leaving the body devoid of motion after the passing. Nuru didn't have time to run. He took one step before his legs gave, leaving him on the forest floor to stare at the canopy. He heard it then, a delicate scraping, almost like a gentle whisper of leaves. Nuru forced air out of his lungs to scream for help, but it escaped his unhelpful mouth like a whisper, mingling with a soft hiss that patiently grew closer through the brush. And as the fang jaws parted over his unresponsive legs, Nuru was seized with the realization that some paths are better left untraveled. Snack Podcast. My name is Caleb. I'm joined by my co-host Cal. Yet again, it's me. It's, Hello. It's that guy. That one over there. Second episode. Here we are. Boom, baby. Let's date this right now real quick. Back at it again. Back at it again. Every Friday we've been putting these things out. You see, now because we're recording on a Wednesday, mm. that means I have to work extra hard to make sure that this gets out on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is what it is. Uh, whatever. It is what it is. So, um, today... We got a little bit of a thing. We were scratching our brains as to where we wanted to go for the second episode, and we decided that we fell on um, petrification. Petrification. Creatures that petrify. Stoners. St- st- they turn st- you to stone. Stoners. It's, that's, it's correct. That's what we're calling them. Yeah. Stoners. Yeah, yeah no. Do. Screw it. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Screwners. Screwners? Screwners. Stoners. Do you Good. want to scone? Ah, dude. And I, I could, I could down a scone. I'll right go about. for a scone right now. I could, it's... I could scone. Mm-hmm. I could definitely scone. Um, regardless of scone-based interruptions, uh, yes, 
Creatures that petrify. And we did a little bit of research, both of us. A little bit. Because it's a little different between uh, him and I last time, right? He did all the research last time. I did a little bit today, too. Okay, I feel like I deserve a little bit of a medal, a little reward, right? I bestow upon you the medal of doing research. <laughs> the medal of you did the basic. You did the minimum. We both did the bare minimum. We, oh, God, it was, it was like... An afternoon of just like, oh, look at this article. That's cool. Here's one. You know, why not? Talk about this one. Let's do it. mm. Either way. So we got a couple different creatures, right? This isn't like Sasquatch where there's there's Sasquatch and then that's kind of the main thing. We've got a couple different ones, right? Of course, Cal's going to say that we have four. I'm going to say that we have three because two of them is the Cockatrice and the Basilisk. And I think... They're the same damn thing. They have a lot of similar traits. I think that there are differences where it matters enough. There are two of them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Two. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, we're, we're jumping into it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, a cockatrice or a cockatrice, I've heard it said both ways. I honestly don't have a preference. I fluctuate as I, as I see fit. Um, one of them is a serpent with a chicken head. Or a crown. So here, let's. I guess we'll start with the basilisk, um, a king of serpents, as it were, which is also depicted as a serpent with a chicken head. Occasionally, occasionally uh, called called a king of serpents because they have something adjacent to a crown. And I think that some artists were like a crown, like a chicken's comb, like a rooster's comb. And then somewhere along the way, these two beings these two fictional beasties kind of blended together a little bit and basilisks are sometimes i know there's one depiction of them that are this described as being like maybe 12 inches long and then other times you get the uh the harry potter basilisk as it were which is a 60 foot long really big snake right right Right. yeah i mean that's things like that change over time when Mm -hmm. it comes to uh, folklore, mythology, things like that. But I think the main shtick is is a lizard or a snake. Usually snake. Snake, sometimes a lizard, that turns you into stone. Yep. That's, that petrifies you. And sometimes is portrayed with the head of a rooster. Now you have the cockatrice. Oh boy. Yeah, the, the <laughs> cockatrice. Now, let's not get it twisted here. A cockatrice, or cockatrice, is the body of a rooster with a serpent's tail and sometimes a serpent's head. Or serpentine traits. It's it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, like Caleb said, there's a little bit of a similarity where if you look at its eyes, you turn to stone. Or maybe if it bites you, there's a little bit of fluctuation that happens there. Now, the basilisk is the one that also has poison breath. Or is that the cockatrice? They kind of both do. They both, okay, so they both have poison. They both have poison breath, death glares, are chicken snakes, and yeah. I would argue that a basilisk is a snake chicken, and a cockatrice is a chicken snake. That is the dumbest distinction I've ever well, heard. Well, hear me out because I I think it's I think it stands. I think it fits. Is this like hopefully maybe? Is this like the difference between a centaur and a man with a horse head? That is a different animal, uh, literally and figuratively, because it's a horse. Also, 
What if what if it was a oh, no? What if it was a human legs with a horse torso? I love that <laughs> with a human head. Mm. Or no, no, it'd have to be a horse head. It would have to be a horse head. Yeah, yeah. It's a horse torso, a horso, if a you will. Horse. <laughs> This is oh, stupid. I yeah, think we're off no. topic. We're, We've got a lot to go through. We we do. We have a few. We have a few things to. <laughs> okay, so here. the 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 cock the basilisk the cockalisk. How dare you? The bat the basitrice. Same damn thing. Mm. Yep. Okay. Go. On. Okay. Going on. Going on. Continue. Um, well, the the uh, well. It's really it, isn't it? They also really they have some interesting methods of appearing. I think for both of them, or maybe I'm confused, but it seems like both of them spring from chicken eggs that are hatched under a specific animal. And basilisks are hatched under, I believe it's a toad, or an egg laid by a rooster on a full moon at, full moon at exactly midnight. Yeah, I think the basilisk one is definitely the... Laid by a rooster. Right. Which, again... Not really possible, but... Any, I mean, so is a basilisk. Chickens Chickens here. these days are very progressive, you know? It can be... <laughs> Let's see. And then I read somewhere, not sure where, because my memory is a dead dog, um, that a cockatrice is hatched under a snake sometimes. Right. Maybe. I've heard that somewhere. I don't have a source. So my maybe... sources, I made it that. Just... Yep, my yep. sources that I made it up. <laughs> Thanks, Senator, Senator Armstrong. Um, but yeah, uh, they do have a lot of consistencies. Uh, don't look at them. Yeah, yeah, don't look at them. But if even if you don't look at them, there's also, you know, the poison breath. Now, the great thing about basilisks, though, is uh, they can be warded off by weasels. Mm-hmm. And can only be killed by the cry of a rooster, which is really specific. Really and, specific. And until, I say not too long ago, but like, you know, before the modern era, before the industrial and all that stuff, revolution and all that stuff, if travelers would carry roosters with them where they thought that there would be basilisks because they thought, oh, you know, if there's a... There's a basilisk who kill it with the with the rooster. That's just a ward. Yeah, which is nutty to think. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I like it. Yeah, they they were really on top of their game back in the day. It's also a really weird weakness. Yeah, I'm not sure about can only be killed by a rooster's crow. Yeah. I know that will just insta kill them one tap, three sixty no scope. The poor basilisk, and they will die. Well, of course, I of course believe you in that regard because. Uh, uh, you know, Senior 12-gauge uh, is a very powerful deterrent to mm, things. Mm. But according to the myth itself, it is stated that only the cry of a rooster can kill a... Only the cry. Of a only the cry. It's what I read. Uh, there could be... It's a really old myth, so yeah. there's always different takes on it. I mean, but... where, my, where my brain goes is why would they fear the scent of a weasel if not a weasel? Because we, we both understand that weasels and mustelids in general are just tiny little crackheads who run into danger it's and true. tear it apart. I believe I read something that it it, it ate the rue plant. Mm, yeah, like a rue plant is a ward or weasels well, are attracted to rue. Uh, the basilisk doesn't like the smell of rue. Rue is one of the things that hmm. wards off basilisks. And if 
the weasel eats Rue, then the weasel smells like Rue. And then you end up with, eh, did blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, it's like, well, a deer that got extra frisky in the Rue fields, I mean, you know, mm. would be no different. But I can see where the connection goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. But I don't know much about, what about the cockatrice's weaknesses? Well, sadly, they, there's so little difference. I believe firmly <laughs> that they are two different animals because I see cockatrice that are, they've got, it's, it's a chicken. It's a chicken. Sometimes it's got dragon wings. Sometimes it's presented as a form of lesser dragon. Very, very lesser because they're small. And you well, immediately got attention. You're like, oh, oh, oh yeah, hello. yeah, yeah. Me, dragon? Me and dragons. I Dragon chicken. Yeah. It would be a wyvern since we're uh, we're dragon purists here. So two legs, that. two wings. That's a wyvern. Um, but they, I don't, I don't know. I guess there is the one tried and true, which I'm skipping ahead a little bit here. But uh, a mirror, because if you have something that petrifies and/or kills with a glance, then showing it a picture of itself wouldn't that be like kind of like a bad idea if you were a creature that could petrify things with a glance, and then you went to go get a, a drink out of a pond or a puddle or something, and then hmm. you immediately petrified yourself? Well, there is the uh, what, what do I want to call it? The Harry Potter rule. Mm. Where when the basilisk is going o- going around the school, um, it doesn't kill the people who look at it because they all see it indirectly, and mm. so instead they just get kind of stunned or petrified for a little while. So maybe maybe we're looking at something like that where it is really you're looking directly into its eyes, and uh oh for you you are going to turn to stone now. Right. So basilisk has to close its eyes every time it goes to get a sippy sip or and here's something i like um dictating membranes which a lot of animals have them they are the transparent third eyelid that seals oh, over yeah 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 and so when i creature design and i have something that for some reason doesn't want to show its eyes off just like little sunglasses that that's kind of cool yeah. right like <sighs> Because could you imagine if you were like a basilisk hunter and so you had glasses with the membrane over top of the, the glass mm. or like a like scuba goggles or like a swim swimming goggles? Yeah. I mean anything that's gonna break direct line of sight potentially, which I guess I'll take this and turn it into the speculative side of things, because we like to do that here. Right. So, we do have a couple more creatures, but you know, I'm gonna do a basilisk and a cockatrice separately. Because yeah. I can. That's fair. The, the other two are kind of footnotes, mm-hmm. mostly. Yeah. I mean, these two are the, well, aside from number three, these are like the big name in turning things to stone. Spoiler alert. Hmm. Maybe, maybe there's a, maybe there's maybe, a third maybe, one. Maybe. Maybe. It's kind of crazy we didn't start with that one. But right? but here we are. We wanted to get into the, the rough and tumble of it. Right. So, I think for a basilisk, we have something described as a king of serpents. I'm going to ignore the part about it being small because that's not fun. (laughs) So what's a serpent that could be associated with having a crown that's going to get up and look you in the eye, eye level? Uh, Spitting cobra. Yeah, cobra, spitting cobra. King cobra. King cobra. Cobras. Cobras. Just cobras. Cobras. They like to get in your face. Mambas will also get in your face. There are a lot of elipid snakes that like to stare you in the face and then bite you. Or, as you brought up, spit 
And <laughs> if back in the day you're thinking, ah, well, here's this thing, I'm going to look at it. I'm suddenly blind and my eyes are on fire. People who have no idea how the concept of spitting venom and a spiral corkscrew pad- pattern inside of the fang works would say, oh, shoot, I looked at this snake and now I can't see. Must be a deadly basilisk. Right. Right? And so, yeah, that's one way of squaring it. Like, what if a basilisk is just a real, a real mean-spirited cobra that... I mean, I don't think it would even have to be too different from your good old-fashioned... Uh, how, how do you say that one African? The, the wrinkles? It's R-H-I-N-K-L... I should have... No. It's it's not wrinkles with a W. I know that it's wrinkles. Wait, is this with a creature? R. Yeah, it's it's a it's not a fictional creature. It's a it's a real snake. Oh, okay. I was yeah. about to pull out the the encyclopedia of monsters mm, real quick. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah, but no, essentially just a spitting cobra. I see. It, it wouldn't need to be too different, honestly, because I mean, spitting cobras can't. Can, and it looks it, at you. That's the main thing. It looks at and you, then it, and then it spits. Straight up looks at your face. Real quick on that draw, and the, then the person dies. And now we can get into something that I'll touch again on the cockatrice, wherein venom is a really, really versatile thing. Right. There are There's an animal which with just about every kind of venom you can imagine. We both appreciate the boomslang snake. God, my, my beloved, the boomslang. Bleed from every orifice until you die. <sighs> That's a way to go. What an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Nature is the best inventor and always will be. Yeah. And so I think that turning to stone is a little bit much. But creature design... Um, all of your muscles go entirely rigid and you can't move. Right. And this would, in a, in the case of a basilisk, if a cobra is spitting its venom, it's doing it in self-defense. Right. So really, you look at the cobra, it's like, oh shoot, I would prefer that you didn't do that, sir. Spit in your eyes, you're stuck, a pack of hyenas are going to come and eat your nose. That's a... On the other hand... Yeah? Big snake... Right? How big of snake were we talking? Because it if says that it goes up to, like, what? 40 feet I or mean, something? 40 feet is Harry Potter's basilisk, but there is the... Alright, editor editor Caleb put in that one uh, wall mural of a really big basilisk with mm. a person's legs in its mouth. Right, and right, so, right. Yeah, I guess if we're talking uh, almost instant paralysis and hunting from a distance, maybe it's a little bit slow because it's a big snake. Yeah, we could absolutely if be looking at yeah, a hunting if method If it's there. not fast... And it needs to stop something before it can escape. Or it's also, it hunts things that are dangerous if they wriggle, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's a case of, well, I'm going to just nip that in the bud real quick. And so it sprays it, and Mm -hmm. then it can't move. It goes into the world's worst cramps. Just everything seizes up. Kind of like being tased, huh? Probably. I, yeah, I could see that. Imagine Tasing, having, but permanent. Ma- well, yeah. Imagine having all your muscles contracted all at once. I mean, that's why they call Black Mamba's the bottoms-up snake, is that sometimes, uh, or the backbreaker. Bottoms-up because you have time to take a shot after you're bitten. Backbreaker because your muscles can seize so violently that you snap your own spine. Oh my god. That's a Black I Mamba didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh god, snakes are... Terrifying. I love snakes. Me they too. are perfect little guys. <laughs> but yeah, I guess yeah, you make a really compelling point because if we're talking about African or Asian spitting cobras, then 
eating deer. Deer are wiggly and have horns, yeah. and even pythons get poked occasionally from the inside, which is not a fun thing to have happen if you're a, something that swallows prey whole. Right. And another thing, right, because there's a, the idea of both having poison breath mm-hmm. and the gaze. That's, what if it was one and the same? One and the same. Right. It's what a if, spray of something. Ooh. What if it doesn't even need to be uh, taken in through your eyes? What if it's a gas? What if it's a very finely, finely, almost misted venom that, when inhaled, causes that effect to take place? Well, yeah, if it was a mist, oh, like a, like a, yeah, like a mist just sprayed out. The problem is you don't end up with distance anymore. No, not as much distance. But, now, you know, was, uh... they're, I mean, if you look at something like a cone snail, they have a bunch of different venoms that they mix on the on the fly, depending on what kind of animal they're targeting. Like, they'll use a different toxin for a fish versus a slightly slower fish or another smaller snail. Cone snails, man. I'll, I... I'll go on that rant eventually. Uh, yeah, I've never looked into cone snails. <laughs> I need to look at that. That sounds horrifying. Terrifying. Jeez. Yeah. God. So, so what we're saying is that we have a snake, very large, very, very large, large snake, snake that sprays a venom. Well, it's a big snake. And it's so a big. Snake. You can imagine that it's venom sacs, whatever we want to call them, venom glands. Glands are larger, yeah, than the average, you know, spitting cobra. Mm. So, what are you saying, like? Instead of just a spray, it just hoses someone down with it. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Just, just, it's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're frozen. You're done. Freeze tag. Done so. Now, because of the nature of spitting cobras, you'd know this. Um, I, I probably I know won't this. know this because I'm not a snake guy. Um, is it permanent blindness? For a spitting cobra, I think it is. Is it? I, I know they can kill you. I think that if you get it in the eye with a spitting cobra, and they're accurate, they can get you in the eye from like 16 feet away. Jeez. Um, you can die in like eight or nine hours. From the venom. The venom can reach your heart, and oh, you can shoot. die. I didn't know that. So with a an appropriate venom, you could get maybe instant paralysis, but then death in like two hours. But it's going to eat you alive either way. Well, so there also comes this other part about um, running water mm. being the uh, way to unpetrify someone. Right. So, washing someone of the venom as a, not a, to counteract it, but to stop it from... We'll see. Now you're, that's like, now you're applying a folklore remedy to a speculative scientific creature, and that's where... That's where we get a little apart. weird. Again, because... I'm the folklore guy, mm-hmm. and you're the speculative guy. Because <laughs> uh, throughout a lot of these, by a lot, I mean all of them. I, I don't know about Gorgons, but... oh, name, Spoiler alert. Name drip. Not like no one thought that was going to No come. one thought of Medusa. No, no, We're no. not talking about her yet. Um, I don't rightly remember if it was Medusa, but the um, running water being a... A way to stop petrification. I know that it's something with King Midas. His his petrification, which I'm sorry, all, all you King Midas fans out there, we're not going to talk about him. I don't <laughs> think he he counts as a cryptid or a creature. He's just a guy who made a stupid, stupid wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, I know Midas, 
And I think Medusa's petrification, if you take the body and you put it in a running river, it has to be like a fresh running river, Mm -hmm. they will unpetrify. Well, and the other creature that we have on this list uh, is also, um, it gets, the petrification will go away if you just dump a bucket of water on their head. Yeah. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about the cockatrice. I don't think it's ever stated in the Basilisk. They score the cut are unfortunately quite close together, but uh, treating them separately. Right. Treating them separately. I'd say if it applies to one, maybe it applies to both. Although, realistically, um, looking at... Looking at... Um, I'm getting sidetracked here. <laughs> oh, well, no. Now I've just had a brain fart. Where Where was I going with this? It's, it comes Separate. to it kind of comes back to uh, the theory that yeah, if a snake bites someone or a scorpion stings someone, you can suck the venom out. Right. That venom's already in your blood spray, bloodstream, and it's already been pumped in there. You're gonna be sucking up some blood. Maybe you tasty. get a bitter taste. Tasty vampires, not yet. Um, <laughs> you're really you're really not gonna get that venom out of there. Maybe I mean, assuming that the venom works kind of in a spidery or parasitoid wasp kind of way. So it's keeping the victims uh, like circulatory, respiratory, all of the essentials up and running. You just can't move any of your voluntary muscles. Maybe maybe something like that. Well, so when, when I was a kid, right, I had a bunch of VHS tapes of uh, Steve Irwin, Steve Irwin, our beloved rest in peace forever rest in peace steve uh steve Irwin. you know his kids basically just taking up the mantle he looks exactly like him it's crazy great guy awesome um i need to go to that zoo Mm -hmm. um but steve Irwin, i remember watching he had a um a tape on spitting cobras Mm. right and i mean steve Irwin was a nut right he was a wacky guy the only thing that separated him uh dealing with king cobra versus uh or it's not king cobra uh, spitting cobra versus the other cobras is that he would put on a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. And and really that's all you need. That's all you need. So I mean the venom I think can burn you if it contacts your skin. But you keep going. Yeah, it burn you, but not, you know. It's not gonna kill immediately you. enter into the contact poisons are a little iffy. Iffy. Most of the time. I agree. Right. So You need to be a uh I forget the full scientific name, but P. terribilis, the the yellow poison frog, the most poisonous animal on Earth. Right, yeah. Where if it touches you on a cut that's healed and been healed for a while, the venom still seeps in and God. enters your blood's Venom? Poison. Poison. Enters, enters your bloodstream and you're going to have a bad time. Don't eat P. terribilis. They are not your friends. Don't pet P. terribilis. Don't do it. Don't. Although they are adorable. They are. They have beady black eyes, and they're yellow, and they're they're just little frogs. Yeah, little little murder death frogs. Murder death frogs. Little 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 sticky, little slimy it's murder a, death frogs. It's a small price to pay for not being eaten. Is having poison all over you, right? Which you can't get hugs, right? I'm gonna backtrack. Back to basilisks, our theoretical cobra basilisk, right? And I'm going to ask a question that maybe you know the answer to, maybe not. I'm a snake guy, so I have an idea. Um, how big does a cobra have to be to swallow someone whole? Well, I know they did that that test where they had, uh, it wasn't a cobra, but um, 
There was that really dumb uh, test where they had, like, there's going to, like, the swallow Are you alive. talking about the guy in the suit of armor who yeah. said an anaconda was going to eat him? Yeah. <sighs> that guy. Okay. An anaconda could swallow a whole person. An anaconda can absolutely swallow a person. So I want to have to say roughly anaconda-sized. Now, I'm glad you brought that up. Because, no. An anaconda is a big, big snake. It's also a girthy snake. Right. A king cobra is the longest venomous snake, up to 18 feet long. Hmm. I'm confident that an 18-footer anaconda could swallow a person. I would bet my life's savings, which, wow, that isn't that much. It's like I would five dollars in, like, a punch card to Subway. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I would bet a considerable amount of money, if I had it, that no king cobra could swallow a person who weighs more than 100 pounds. Understandable. So, let me... They're not very girthy. They're not. They're not. They are the eaters of snakes. That's why King Cobra is called a King Cobra. It's the king of snakes. It eats pythons. It eats reticulated pythons. They're really good at eating snakes. I'm getting sidetracked. Um, You know what snakes can swallow the most weight relative to their body length? Which snakes or what snakes? Which snake, what snake? It's the group of snakes. It's vipera. It's vipers. Mm. So, I'm... Cobras can be pretty fast. Cobras can be surprisingly fast. Cobras and mambas are both in, I think it's Elapidae, the the, the really gr- aggressive biting boys. Well, they're also like half their bodies off the ground when they come at you, so yeah, they'll have less, less uh, what is it, surface, uh, not tension, but uh, friction. I mean, t- surface tension, you. traction, body to surface contact. Slither, slither. Yeah, I yeah. like the idea of a viper doing that like a viper basilisk Hmm. because vipers are girthy Hmm. vipers are pretty slow and vipers can spray venom now they don't do it to target prey i'm mainly basing this off of clips i've seen of like a big gaboon viper or like a death adder opening its mouth and you see a little of venom come out of its fangs i just had an idea let's hear it so there's those lizards I think it's a lizard, or it might be a toad, where they Which they shoot blood from their eyes. That is a... I, I understand your confusion. It's a Texas horn lizard, also known as a horny toad. Everything about naming conventions is dumb. Um, yeah. Either way, shooting... Is it blood that they shoot from their it eyes? It is blood. It, it is, is blood. bitter blood enhanced by the formic acid from the ants that they eat. So I was just thinking, you know, death sight... Freaking De- blood, sight, but it's blood, blood, blood laser. Mm. <laughs> I like it. It's spray, but of course, you know, having a poison gland that is supposed to stop people from moving next to your eyes is probably not a. It doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, because you got the fangs and that works and it yeah. exists in nature. So you're like, well, why not? I mean, it would have to be immune to its own venom, which surprisingly, not all snakes are. There are venomous snakes who bite themselves. Excuse me. And then have, like, a seizure. Huh. Yeah. So don't get that in your bloodstream. Right. I wonder what would happen if a boomsling bit itself. I would expect boomsling things would happen. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's a theory. That's just a game theory on here. Hey, thanks Cryptid for theory. watching. Mm, mm. <laughs> so, that's Basilisk. Do we want to talk about 
basilisk counters, or do we, have, do we want to loop that in with cockatrice once I hit it? I think basilisk encounters probably go hand in hand with cockatrice encounters. All right, I'll do unless counts. of I'll course do... we're talking about weasels, weasels, which tend to really only basilisks. I mean, I what's know. a what's a cobra's mortal enemy? Uh, weasel, mongoose, mongoose, mongoose. mongoose. Yeah. and a mongoose is pretty similar to a weasel. The... Maybe maybe the mongoose anti snake buff applies. Who knows? Okay, um, cockatrice. Mm-hmm. My speculative take is a deep one okay and it's not one that we can reliably say i mean think think about a chicken right but you need it to have snake-like features and how do we get snake-like features on a chicken well we have to go back in time are you making are you making a cockatrice raptor i'm making an excuse to talk about dinosaurs <laughs> because yeah. if there's anything i like doing man i didn't know it was gonna be the second episode here we are guys talking about dinosaurs Woo. now for all you dinosaur enjoyers we are going to do a dedicated episode at some point talking about the uh the drc Mokele Mbembe, Elmenutuka, the killer of elephants um probably kong Minoto, the pterosaur all that fun stuff uh in this one i'm gonna talk about Little dromaeosaurs. We're talking like Rahanavis. We're talking Archaeopteryx. We're talking about itty bitty little, uh, itty bitty raptors. Man, I can't wait to do the editing on this video and then have to put in a whole bunch of pictures of dinosaurs so that people that don't know dinosaurs can go, oh yeah, that's a dinosaur. It's imagine a bird. I mean, here, here's here's the thought process, right? We think about a chicken and now give this chicken a long tail. Give it uh, slightly more terrifying looking claws, only a little bit, um, and obviously the signature raptor talons, That's and then good. give it uh, less less defined wings, maybe equally defined wings, since chickens aren't exactly the best flyers, and uh, wing claws, and then of course teeth. Now, that, oh God, this this is a mouthful. It's it's something <clears throat> it's something to look at, and now think about. A predator, a small dromaeosaur that is somehow, we're not going to think about the logistics of how, but it's somehow existing in a modern day. Maybe in somewhere very well, secluded. Well, you got Mokalimbembe and whatnot and all that stuff, so dinosaurs being cryptids is fine. It's pretty frequent. It, I mean, don't yeah. don't worry about, like, you know, being outcompeted by mammals and... All that stuff, mm. nature. Don't forget, forget all that. This is these are cryptids. These are cryptids. They don't have to make sense. Let us have our. Fun. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. They are beautiful and perfect. So, Heck. <laughs> so, so raptor cockatrice. Right. It is small. It is unassuming, and it, for the purposes, imagine a vulture, because we need it to look snaky, snake-like. Right. And so, instead of having the full head feathers, I propose kind of a vulture situation where to reach inside of corpses, getting to that in a second, it's got featherless head. Maybe maybe snaky, maybe just skin, maybe scales, maybe skin. Um, but either way, it looks like someone put a snake head on a chicken body, and it's also got a long tail. Hmm. It fits. The yeah. mental image fits. Um, now we're going to talk about petrification, because... There's paralysis, and then there's being petrified. So, there was, for a long time, a theory that the Chinese dromaeosaur Sinornithosaurus 
was venomous because people saw uh, little little spaces in its above its fangs. It had grooves in its teeth, hmm. and people are like, okay, venom glands, venom delivery. We have a venomous dromaeosaur, venomous I, raptor. I mean, we don't. I can't think of any venomous dinosaurs that yeah, we have. And... because Jurassic Park made Dilophosaurus up. Or at least Dilophosaurus is venom. Dilophosaurus was very real. Stood like 10 feet tall, 20 feet long. It was a big boy. But that's besides the point. Um, I don't think... I think that there... I've not stayed up to date, but I think that the venomous Inornithosaurus theory has been, at the very least... Uh, like contested in a way that can't be disputed at, at the most debunked um, because I know a lot of carnivores have those grooves on their teeth it's to it's like stress or I'm I don't know for sure or maybe there's more or maybe venomous dinosaurs maybe they were all venomous we all no of way them of but for the purposes of this discussion we have a venomous dromaeosaur that is small and it's bitey, and if it's it's gonna bite a person, and its venom's gonna do a few specific things. Uh, the first of which is paralysis. Hmm. Talked about it with the basilisk. Uh oh, you have been you can't move now, and so you have a tiny little predator that is really fast, and it's gonna get up on you once, and it's gonna bite you, and it's gonna like do a little chicken glide away, and you're gonna fall fall over, unable to move. And then it's going to cut you open and reach inside and start chewing. As it does. As it does. Now, there's another thing which I see with a lot of people's uh, world ability basilisk stuff. If they choose not to just give them magic powers. Um, guilty as charged. <laughs> guilty as charged. See, magic powers are fun. But science... Yeah, except when you're trying to get past me saying a uh, gun beats all of your dragons. It's a sad world that we live in. Where <laughs> I had to resort to using extra dimensional bullcrap to succeed. Yeah, Battleship Cannon kind of nutty, I'm going to be honest. Mm, mm. Yeah. Godzilla. Magic. Godzilla isn't magic. Godzilla is 100% magic. Ain't no way. Absolutely. He's he, he regenerated just... from nothing. Yeah? that That's Wolverine. No, that's called the Regenerator G1. We can get into it, but not now. But not today. But not today. <laughs> Maybe we do a Godzilla episode. Not no, a probably not. Not a cryptid, but I want him to be. We wish that Godzilla was... Well, well... No. 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 Because he... We wouldn't be able to stop him. No. We've... No. We've... We've gone off the rails. Um, Something that people do with their... <laughs> Their cockatrice or their basilisk. Uh, petrification. Now, we've said this word a few times. What does it mean? Turn to stone. We've said that too. What if the venom causes the outermost layer of skin to calcify? The inside, the inside stays fresh. The inside stays nice and meaty. Hmm. But it's going to bite you, and you're going to essentially look like you've been wrapped in toenails. So... How fast could the outer layers? Because there are medical conditions where people grow—it's either you know warts or growths mm -hmm. on the outside of the skin that are super hard, and you got to take an angle grinder to them or whatever. And it's it's nutty, mm -hmm. right? So if you're saying 
that, right? That's a that's a medical condition that takes place over the course of someone's entire life. Right. And you're considering that a venom might cause some sort of I don't know, I'm not a doctor, genome imbalance or some sort of DNA messing up to cause calcification to the outside of the skin. Something along those lines. Or it's, I mean, yes, I'm going to put it in science words. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Venom can travel through a prey item's body very quickly. There are animals that can kill you within 10 minutes of injecting, like the sea wasp. Hmm. Um... Maybe even less for a sea wasp. I don't actually know off the top of my head, but topic for another time. Uh, imagine the venom as it travels through the skin, the dermis, gives your cells instructions to replicate and somehow bypasses that body code of you can only replicate at X speed. It gives you cancer. It gives you and, tumors. And makes it really, really fast acting. It's it like makes a tumor across your skin. Your skin is a tumor, and you can't move. You're, you've been paralyzed for this. And so, I don't know why this would happen, or why well, it's more... what if, uh, by calcifying the body, it, it allows for the body to last for a longer amount of yeah, time? Yeah, it's, it's a... Or keeps uh, smaller storage. predators, like flies or something, from going after... Yeah. Then again, they go for, like open wounds and eyes and stuff but mm-hmm. could be smaller less uh um specialized predators can really get through the toughened right skin i and mean unless you're like in africa then you know well then things can get through crazy thick skin yeah. but in other places cockatrice myths come from england yeah. i believe and so england you're not really working with too many big land predators I mean, unless I think there were wolves. There were wolves at some point. I don't. I don't know if there's any more. I think there are European bears, but those are few and far between. Right. And so, really, in like a forest or more moorland environment, they wouldn't really have too many scavengers and anything that would gets driven away by. Maybe it also contains the the scent. Hmm. Maybe, maybe something like that. I don't know. We're reaching here. We're deep reaching. We're deep reaching. We've already deep brought thick. brought a dromaeosaur back from the dead for a cockatrice. For a cockatrice, yeah. which I stand by. I like. I think a... that's neat, and it yeah. separates the two between each other because, as it stands, a cockatrice and a basilisk are the same thing. Not quite the same. They're thing. so close that it might as well be the same thing. Chicken snake and snake chicken. Man bear pig. Man bear pig. Man oh bear no. Pig. Oh no. Not man bear pig. <laughs> We're not talking about man bear pig. No. He's not. He's not real. He's don't half have to be man, half bear, half pig. It's not how halves work. So, off of that, do off we want to move into the next little little gusset? Well, do we want? Okay, we have two options here, and we haven't thought this through before. Either. No. So, do we want to talk about the? the countermeasures to these things now or do everything in one big batch at the end let's let's save the the counters to things at the end all right i think that's a good idea so we can move into the next one and are we doing 
the Medusa. Oh no! <laughs> I can't help it, man. The Medusa. It's Medusa. It's, it's Gorgons. We we know them. We love them. They've got snake can... hair. I don't know if we can really do a whole lot of speculative biology on this one. It's, this, it's, it's Medusa. We this can't. Is, we can't really do that. It's it's a mythological. This is magical powers. Magical powers, and there it's really it's difficult because on one hand we have yeah it's it's a little it's a little bird. He's a little guy. If he bites you, watch out. Your skin's going to calcify. Um, or big snake. Or big snake. Don't this is this that. is you know the. The uh, the the uh oh child of a of two of a sea god and a, and something else of and Poseidon and, and uh, one of his honeys in a temple of Athena and Athena didn't like that and De- so depends on which how how old you're willing to go on it's these true. legends yeah um, yeah one one of one of Poseidon's honeys but yeah the, the the Gorgons the three sisters of Gorgons which everyone knows Medusa and then you also have Steno and Uriel. And those, yeah, everyone knows those. Well, I definitely know all the names of those things. Now, yep, <laughs> I I know that there are qualities that not all three sisters share. Well, like, Medusa was the only mortal one. Yes, that's correct. Her sisters were not mortal. Um, and I think she, uh, maybe all three of them had wings. I think all three of them had wings because that's how they're depicted yeah. uh, in the the original the old, old version Greek. is that so in the original version of the Medusa story it wasn't Poseidon it was um, a different sea god and another god it had scrumbles and had a couple of kids and he had three kids and those were those were the uh, those were the Gorgons. Mm-hmm. As far as I remember, um, those were monsters, just straight monsters up monsters. From the start. Yeah, they were beasts, and so they were, their appearance was monstrous. Now, when you get into the later Roman era, and there they start to change the Medusa story as less of a monster and more of a victim, exactly mm-hmm. a victim character. So you have. Um, you have Poseidon or Neptune, as the Romans called him, and you had Athena, who was real angry, or Minerva, mm-hmm. Minerva, Minerva, yeah, uh, who was also angry. So it turns into less of a monster story and a more of a victim story, and so the appearance of Medusa stops being, um, you know, big and scary, and more of a, a pretty hot lady with snake hair i think it makes her i think the tragedy element makes it so much better because initially okay i'm gonna be honest i thought you're gonna say the tragedy story makes her hotter but oh well that too too. (laughs) i'll stand by that i'll stand Uh, stand by that but yeah the i mean so ugly that she turns things to stone is i mean it's okay it's it's interesting it's so ugly everyone died everyone died the end thanks patrick um the uh, just there's something about a tragic figure who wants to be accepted or wants to be like loved, but every time people look at her, they petrify and turn to stone. And so she just gets real sad, jaded, sad, sad jaded, jaded, spiteful. Maybe. But she was also in the tragedy story, pregnant with uh, Poseidon's Poseidon's child, child yeah. which t- children. Two, mm. which was 
Pegasus and the giant that I can't remember. A the giant name. with a gold sword. Giant with a gold sword. I know what sword. you're talking about. Yep. But no. And then gets killed by another son of a, of Poseidon, Perseus. Or Zeus. Per- well, is Perseus Poseidon or Zeus? Oh, jeez. I think it's Zeus. Yes. Son of Zeus. I yes, am, because oh, wait. You're, think, you're, you're getting mixed up with Percy Jackson. No, I... Ooh, wait. Is it? I don't know. We might uh, have guess to do a what? Quick I got Google. the internet. The internet? Uh, if only there was some machine that we could use to instantly get the question of any 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 question to answer. That's words. All right. Uh, yep. Keep keep stalling. I'm gonna keep stalling. Stalling. Keep stalling. About... All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking. Ready? Okay. Half brother and great grandfather of Heracles. So that would mean that he is both children of Zeus. Both chil- he's a child. He's a descendant of Zeus. Right. Cool. Okay. All right. Solved. Now I'm gonna get back to talking. I hadn't started yet, but I'm getting back to it somehow. You haven't started talking? Well, I'm what, still talking, what have, but... What have we been doing for I'm the not, past 45 minutes? I'm not saying anything of substance, unfortunately. <laughs> um, if I were to try and speculative shape a Gorgon... Oh, God. How would it happen? Uh, lizard men from the inner... The lizard men from Skate Force... Are you about to say the stinking Mar- hollow earth Mark, lizard men? Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg li- lizard men... Uh, it, guy with with stare that make you go oh god yeah that's my <laughs> that's mine see no why the, not i there's nothing he's got legs i don't know how to wait make which it. which one are we doing are we doing the the monster one or are we doing the either. tragedy one i want to figure out how to do either of because tragedy one is just sad lady with snake hair yeah woman with snake hair which at least we get a monster with the other with the old one yeah so wings uh, uh, poison, glare, stone, glare, uh, snakes. It's a dragon, right? Okay, you it's know a what Quetzalcoatl. It is? You know what it is? You know what it is? I got you. Well, Quetzalcoatl are feathered serpents, and yeah. no feathers on Medusa, I don't think. It's a, it's a. Oh man, what what are they called when they uh, amphitheater? Amphitheater. Yeah, it's an amphitheater. That, that for all you dragon enjoyers out there, as you know, is a serpent wings, no legs, serpent and wings. Although it is also depicted as having, you know, human-like arms and legs, so that doesn't help. That's not an amphitheater, then. That's, that's, that's not a love. That's just, a, that's just someone's it's just a persona. Oh. It's just a scaly, oh. let's be honest. <laughs> Wrong type of conventions. Mm. Although it would be really funny seeing someone at a convention, like, wearing a snake costume, but just, then just really buff arms and legs coming out of it. <laughs> just human arms and legs. I love that. So are you gonna are you gonna about to spell into like a Hydra theory? Oh no, no, I've got something better. Okay. Um. So Medusa is something that you can't really explain. Mm-hmm. That's not it. There's more. Um. I I raise you the elephant's foot of Chernobyl. Okay. It's something horrible and twisted. You had me. That and then you know you. You lost me. Now, I know, I know what the elephant's foot is. Radiation. <laughs> it's... Uh, okay, I, you know, I was hoping that... that turns you cancer. to stone. It's, it's a cancer it, gun. Medusa is a 
misshapen blob that might look like a woman, might look like a monster. It's got what looks like snakes might be coming out of it. Sure, yeah, and, and if you find it like the elephant's foot, you can it grants wishes. Oh, no, well, it, it'll grant someone's wish if you have, if, like, if a mortal enemy that you want to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't go and touch the elephant's foot if don't, you know what's good for you. Don't tell me how to live my life. Oh, I'm gonna boy. go lick the elephant's foot. Don't lick the elephant's foot. <laughs> I'm gonna foot. go lick the elephant's foot. Caleb. No one can stop me. Caleb, no. <laughs> no, I mean, that's honestly the best I've got. I don't... Uh, magic. She's a magic woman with snakes for hair, and there's also no way to really do the snake body. Yeah. Because I like iterations of Medusa. Or I mean, obviously, got the we've, got, we've got uh, Clash of the Titans influencing us mm, here, obviously. Mm, Near and dear to my Argonauts. heart. Argonauts. What a beautiful movie. Uh, Ar- Jason and the Argonauts 2. Mm. That's uh, Ray Harryhausen doing the stop animation on those. The so stop good. motion. Beautiful work. Okay. We're getting so. sidetracked. Yeah, it just happens. It just happens. That's that's the Snickersnack podcast. We get sidetracked. Anyone the the sidetrack podcast. Mm. Gorgons is dumb. Uh, they got snake tail. They look real cool. They look real cool. What about the bird? Oh, this one's bird. way way more way more up your alley. All right. Well, Caleb, so, you did the research on the bird, so let's Ardana bird. Ardana bird. The Ard- I'm probably uh, mispronouncing that because it is a Filipino legend yeah. of the Tagalog. Uh, it is the um, it is a the story of Don Juan and his brothers. Two brothers. I don't remember their names. Don Juan. Don. Don. Don John. No, that's that's a that's a that's a castle format. Either way, Don Juan and his two brothers. Um, essentially, they go in one by one, don't they? They go in one by one because their father uh, sees that Don Juan is going to die in a dream. And so it's like, hey, whoa, whoa, let's get that, uh, let's get that checked out. And so they send the brother and the brother to go find this bird, the Ardana bird, which apparently has a song that's so beautiful that it'll cause you to heal or to to not right. die. And but it is Don Pedro, Don Diego, and Don Juan. Yep, Don Pedro. That's the so I think Don Pedro goes in first. Yes, Don Pedro goes in first. He gets the song. Song causes him to fall asleep. And then the bird petrifies him. After after falling asleep, listening to the song of the Ardana bird, turns the stone. You petrify, which is great. Um, then you have Don Pedro. Uh, yep, he goes in or whatever. Whatever one, they, they go in. The same thing happens, mm-hmm. right? Don Don John, uh, Don, Don, Juan. Don Juan, whatever. <laughs> Don Juan uh, meets up with a guy uh, before going into the territory of the Ardana bird, and he's like, "Yo, uh, eat these lemons so that you don't get uh, sleepy." Yeah. Now they're not really lemons; they're they're a, they're a Filipino uh, fruit, like a citrus, very bitter citrus fruit. I'm gonna call them lemons. I'm Filipino lemons. They're real small. Yeah. I'm imagining he just takes the quote unquote lemon. And just bites in, bites into it. Just <laughs> the citrus, the citrine skin and all. Just, yeah, just cuts it in half and it sticks them into his eyes. Oh, that keeps you up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But um, now he uh, so he he gets lemons and a bucket of water, and mm-hmm. the bucket of water is to stop uh, or to stop the petrification of his brothers. You dump a bucket of water on them; they're they're not petrified no more. That's the story. 
as far as I research. <laughs> now the creature. Now the creature, which creature that sings and makes you fall asleep mm. that's kind of cool it's really cool i really like that and it it leads into how do we use sound waves to pacify a person and and the answer turns out to be pretty simple because look at cats right their purrs can uh they uh they soothe you they soothe you they, they have an actual mental effect on yeah, you yeah they they're and also something about owning a cat gives you like a 40% less chance of getting cancer it might be a higher number even than that although i am not sure and as always keep an eyebrow raised for people posting just straight up lies on the internet right because they probably happens. they probably originate from tumblr and Tumblr is full of lies. Tumblr is a land of lies. <laughs> Believe nothing. Question everything. Um, yeah, no, but it's it's interesting because one one thing that I hear from multiple sources, and I it raises, as someone who really enjoys science, it raises my eyebrows to an extent that's, is this real? And it's that tiger roars, when listened to, can paralyze their prey yeah no i let was that, let that digest we learned that today we did and i was i was having a conniption fit because i'm like that doesn't that sounds like some bowl that you hear on like a facebook mom post right and i don't know i i've read it and apparently trainers say that it affects them after even years of training wow. to me that's like a jump scare effect of oh that's a tiger that's a tiger um, but no, like, maybe, maybe it activates your fight, flight, or freeze response yeah. and just causes people to freeze. Like, supposedly it Cause how vibrates many... at a frequency that messes with your nervous system and delays the reaction of running away, which so does... if you've been roared at by a tiger that's running at you actively, tigers can run really fast, so that half seconds delay is not going to... Do you any favors? Well, what about a like a digital recreation? Because like you know the uh, what is that company that's got the the oh, lion? The, in it's the, the most famous roaring MGMT lion. MGMT or whatever company Something that like is. That, I think they that lion isn't roaring because that's not a tiger's or a lion's roar. That's a tiger's. Yeah, roar. It's, it's just people dub a tiger's roar over a lion's roar because yeah. lions don't roar. They what is it? They chuff. Yeah, I think it's 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 kind of funny. They groan. But would would that have the same effect on a person? Maybe not. Maybe not if it's mm. coming from a tiger's vocal cords. I mean, that's if it even does anything uh, to begin sounds with. Some like some like Facebook mom magic. Right. It's it sounds <laughs> like pseudoscience. Sounds like your mom. <laughs> a lot of people say maybe, but I don't. I don't know. Um. But no. Let's. So. Applying this to the Ardana bird, animals in nature can produce infrasound that can definitely soothe people and maybe paralyze people. I think maybe why the tiger sounds so unrealistic is that they use the word paralyze, because that implies you can't move at all. Right. I think it's more of a jolt, where it's like, oh, and by the time you get over it, the tiger's on you. Yeah, paralyze for a grand total of half a second, half a but second. that's just plenty of time. It makes, a, it makes a difference. So the Ardana. Maybe it... It lulls you into a sense of, like, um, security or, like, like calm. Because, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I, sound has effect on people. Absolutely. Vibrations in the eardrums and yada yada. Sound, whatever. It's interesting. I don't know much about audio. Nor do I. Because, and that explains why my audio setup is an absolute nightmare 90% <laughs> of the time. But I would be willing to believe that there could be some sort of like effect where it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, when the bird sings, it causes you to get sleepy. It directly influences the part of your brain that wants to go to sleep. It puts you into REMs. That would be like third, like third level sleep. Maybe uh, not. I'm, you, you get you get real you get real tired. You get Ooh, real sleepy. I've just had a thought. What if the song of the Ardana? Because they talk about petrification. After right. falling asleep. So what if it puts you into a state of sleep paralysis? Mm. A waking nightmare where you can't move or do anything, and you're just laying there listening to this bird sing. So my take on the Ardana bird, right. on, the, on, the, on the petrification part, right, mm-hmm. is that it, it's a very specific environment that the bird's in. So what if it's not the bird that's causing the petrification, it's like a flower or something, or it's something to do with the overgrowth or something in the the, the area where the bird is, hmm. right? So it's like ah, uh, if you lay down here, the the freaking roots or whatnot are gonna or vines or something are gonna cover over you and mm. like harden or something. Or even better than that, the bird has a symbiotic relationship mm. with some plant or some. Yeah, we'll say some plant in that area where it gets you to sleep, and then by you lay down, and some sort of plant oils get absorbed through your skin, and just like you can't move now. What about like a carnivorous like tree where, because it can't really draw things in by itself, so mm-hmm. it has a, a symbiotic relationship with the bird, and the bird calls in the creatures, and whatnot, and they go in, and it sings, and they fall asleep. And then the tree takes over it and uses it as nutrients. So, I'm picturing a branch with an Ardana bird singing, maybe feeding some of its babies. Oh, that's another thing is the paralyzed victims. The Ardana like picks pieces off and puts them in its nest to feed them. But or what if the because the Ardana bird is said to have a healing song and mm. all this stuff. I don't see the Ardana bird being a predator. I see it more of like a like a fruit. Type. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the trees are fruiting or something. The trees so bear fruit, and that's the that's their oh, side what of if, mutualism. What if the uh, the fruit? Yeah. What if it's what if those it's those little lemons or the citrus mm. fruits? And so, if you eat those, that's why the Ardon is immune. The Ardon is immune, and it's why you can't be well. One is you're having a hard time dealing with the fact that you're puckered up. Mm-hmm. So you don't fall asleep, but even if you did or laid down, the trees aren't going to grab you because sit the citrus or whatever. It's it's still a deep cut. This but... does raise the question of okay, well, this is a tree thing growing, it having to grow over a person enough to. I feel like the immobilization has to come from a chemical agent because I don't. Wait, wait well, which part of the immobilization? The be... not the falling asleep. But although that could work in contrast or work in tandem with a like a pollen that the tree releases. No, I mean some of the most deadly toxins come from plants. Come from plants. I mean, yeah. look at cyanide. Cyanide. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not surprised if there was a chemical. Yeah. 
thing or something that could cause a uh, a flash cal mm. flash calcification or something like that. Maybe I don't know. Although then pouring water over the person wouldn't do a whole lot. How's that going to solve? I don't well, know. I never got to that part. I'm not sure if the bucket of water is that good of a solution. Yeah, it worked on his brothers. Yeah, worked but, on okay. Don Pedro. I've got I've got a mental image that I okay. need to project. So you've got the Ardana. You've yep. got it singing on a tree branch. And you're walking, and maybe there's some high moss. And if you brush the moss aside to look at what you're walking over, it's just bodies. <laughs> and they're all, like, they've all got roots tapping into them, draining that nutrients in the grove of trees. It's just silent, except for the Ardana bird song. Vampiric trees. I like that. That is, I like, I like that, uh symbiotic environment right that's good stuff so now we've hit an hour yeah, let's keep going i'm gonna say let's we er, gotta go into the uh the uh, countermeasures weak, weaknesses countermeasures yeah that's what i was gonna transition into yeah okay yeah. so do we want to take them one at a time or kind of we've we've come there's up a, with there's a couple blankets but there's also specifics right. all right so starting with the i guess we'll go in order basilisk basilisk it's chicken cry. Well, that's... I'm not sure if the sound of a chicken is going to kill a snake. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. I also unfortunately. believe that. Maybe, I don't know, it's... Get uh, yourself a honey badger. <laughs> because at yeah, the end of the day... let's go! At the end of the day, honey badgers are really good at dealing with snakes. And if this basilisk is... I, we kind of came up with it in an African setting, which makes sense because spitting cobras, but right. not really Greek. We're going to stick with Africa. Um, a spitting cobra, or I guess giant spitting gaboon viper, which is equally intimidating. I'd say more intimidating. Gaboons are terrifying. I love them. I've never had it's, the opportunity. It's the best snake. We're going to put a picture. They've got. I don't the... know. You can say it's the best snake, but my heart is still there for the for the boom slime. Mm. It's also got a cooler name. It does. The Boomslang Boomslang is just a fun name. It's peak. It's S tier. S tier name. S tier. It's got a ridge. Like, like it's not shaped like a snake. It's shaped like an eel. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. To counter a big snake. Big weasel. Bring a big weasel, or better yet, a machete. Yeah. Wear your Steve Irwin sunglasses. Maybe put on, like, a little Face bit of a mask. bandana over your mouth so you're not going to breathe in its it's vapor of, until it bites you and until it bites it you directly and yeah. also it's 40 feet oh yeah. we're we're talking 40 feet well not 40 feet let's how i long, think how long were king cobras again 18 feet long let's go with like 20 25 i think that well the biggest ever oh oh wait hold on hold on i'm getting a i'm getting hold a on. message i'm getting a message from my sponsors in my brain they've reminded me of the biggest ever viper Leophis. Okay. Leophis was a giant viper. Up okay. to 10 feet long. Same family, I believe, as the Gaboon Viper and Rhino Vipers. Uh, the genus Bitus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let wow. That That's a God, good name. I gotta love scientists. Yeah. Genus Bitus. They bite. It's because they bite. I, you know, I always thought that, like, scientific names for things were, like, real specific and, you know, fancy one. And then you realize that half the time they're just, uh, Shippo <laughs> Bitus Gabunica is the Gaboon Viper, and it's because he bites. He's a Beautiful. bitey boy. But yeah, Leophis is a 10-foot-long viper, and I think potentially could have swallowed a person whole. 10 feet? 10 feet. 
That's a, I mean, six feet of person. Six feet of person. Ten feet of viper. Ten feet of viper. That's but probably that's, that's four feet left over. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably got six feet of stomach in him. If not, maybe a fifteen foot. And goes after children. Goes after children. Goes after anything that looks at it. Yeah. If you look at him funny, he's gonna gas you. We've made Bill Cosby as a snake. <laughs> I don't like that. We're gonna sun in the pudding. Pudding pops. Razzle dazzle. So, I say we make it a little bigger. A little bigger. So twenty twenty five. I like that twenty foot rate. Okay. Range. So it's because, an anaconda, but probably well, even chunkier well, than an anaconda. Anaconda, but King Cobra is eighteen feet. Slender. Slender. It needs to be able to eat a but person. Thick. Yeah. Slight. It doesn't have to be much thicker. Mm-hmm. It well, doesn't have to be. It doesn't because ha- it's not a constrictor, so it doesn't need to be as chunky. But once it eats something, it's going to be sitting there for a good long time. Yeah. I need you to see. We're we're going to do this after, but Caleb's going to see. He's going to witness the true power of a Gaboon Viper and how chunky they are. Okay. Because they are. Quite chunky. Do you think a Gaboon Viper could envelop something as big as a human? Absolutely not. They well, get... not, not, like, not like a Gaboon Viper, but like the chonkiness if we were to round it up to the size of what we're trying to go for. Oh, absolutely. No. I think I think that a 15-foot Gaboon Viper could swallow a person with nice. minimal difficulty. Because they have a wide head. They've got a wide... I'm, I'm making a thing with my hands. And you got big a hands. Big like... triangle-shaped head. Dang. That's a... And that's that's a four footer, okay? Because they can be four feet, and I believe like 15, 20, 30 pounds. Holy, they're smokes. chunky boys. They're really chunky. Boys. Okay, so fifteen to twenty feet. Yep. Big snake. Big snake. Gaboon viper. Wear a face mask. Have a. Hear me out. Okay. Nope. No guns. Have a gun. Too easy. It's too easy. Twelve gauge. It's too easy. It's too easy. But yeah, um, buckshot. Everything we've proposed—the sunglasses and the vapor mask—solve the problem of its projectile venom. Right. But then you get to the point that it's a twenty-foot-long gaboon viper, which yeah. gaboons have not quite death adder. Well, it's a viper, so it strikes quick. It strikes within one quarter of a second, or and it's less. Heavy. It's heavy. So it's gonna be hitting you like a freaking warhammer. A warhammer with fangs. Mm. May I also add, this is my excuse to gush over Gaboon Vipers. They're my favorite snake. I love them to death. Um, <laughs> the longest fangs relative to size of any snake. Oh, great. So they're even bigger. Their fangs, I believe, can be two and a half inches long. Oh, my God. Inches. It's like through your hand. Yes. All the way. Absolutely. And necrotic venom. It's great. Oh, of course. Naturally. Yeah. No, they... What a snake. Also, just invisible. I'm gonna... Okay. We're talking about the basilisk here. We're right. talking about Bitus... Basiliscus. I'm dropping that right here. Bitus Basiliscus. He's the bitey basilisk. He's going to get you. bitey bas... It's such a dumb name. I I, love it. I absolutely cannot give a Latin name to everything we talk about here because I only know a select few of the really good ones. Bitus... The Bitus genus. I love them. Um, But I'm I'm committing to Bitus Basiliscus. We're sticking with the Bitus. Mm. It's terrible. I love it. Um, So... 15 to 20 foot snake hits like a like a sledgehammer cover it with with probably three four inch fangs that oh, can not... s- spray oh oh okay um five inch fangs we're gonna upscale them how big if do these fangs need to be a four foot snake 
has fangs that are two and a half inches oh, long. God. We are multiplying that by five. What's, What's it going to do with 20-inch fangs? Kill you. On the Impala. It's 20-inch... On the Impala. <laughs> All right, well, that's... Baller. Shot caller. All right, before we get copywritten. Sidetracked again. Oh, no, we might get copywritten. Nah, it'll be fine. Hopefully not. Your singing's not that good. It's true. It's (laughs) absolutely not. Um, Big fangs, big snake. I mean, it doesn't make snake... It doesn't make snake. It doesn't make make sense for a snake that big to have two-inch fangs. Why would it need... Well, no, but why... It wouldn't need 20-inch fangs, because... This thing could be eating small buffalo if it's 20 feet long. Yeah, so why would it need to go 20 inches deep? It just makes it... Pierce easy. Right, but also you end up with the case that because it's longer, it means that it's more vulnerable. And that's a very sensitive part that the snake needs. needs They um, regrow them monthly. Oh, okay. Almost monthly. I take that back. But it also means that they need to allocate more resources to growing something really long that's That's a lot more fragile. And because of the nature of how the tooth works, it's going to be weaker than a normal thing. Well, fangs are always hollow. Actually, uh, here we go. Here we go with the snakes again. Um, spitting cobras, which we're just borrowing the fang structure from, right? have a more solid fang than a regular snake. Huh. Because a regular snake has just a hollow channel through which it... Or some of them have groove fangs where the venom runs down the groove. Usually a hollow channel mm. down the center, and then it outputs in the front. A spitting cobra has... Wow, I, we're... Sidetracked as always. Um, a spiral... It's essentially the same function of a of a shoot through the venom. Right. But it's a spiral structure which does something to the pressure and so they can shoot further. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. They, they eject venom with more force. As they should. As they should because they need to spit it 16 feet. Well, then they have those. Cool. They have those. Right. So dense, more dense, dense fangs. Dense fangs. However, it's like a rail spike. Twenty inches is really long. Okay, let's and cut also, it down. Let's cut it down to ten. Still pretty long. That's yay big. That's on a twenty foot snake. That's also just an upscaled gaboon viper. That's, that's fair. fair. And uh, also thinking about thickness of the tooth itself. This thing would weigh maybe four hundred pounds. That's awesome. I just did that. <laughs> I, that's assuming a 40-pound Gaboon Viper. Let's say... Mm, let's say 30-pound 30, 30 Gaboon. I can't do math. So, run at it with a machete and hope for the best. Well, no. Because that's how you end up dead. We don't, we don't just run at things. Mm. Okay? It's a bad idea. All right. Right. So, we're going to come up with a different solution to that. It's a strike creature so it's gonna strike at you well if you're if we're doing if we're doing big fight right Mm -hmm. and you're not by yourself and you got a couple of homies with you and you can't use guns well um shields shields it's gonna go for center mass because it's so dang big i wonder if it could punch through a shield no i guarantee you could not a wooden shield i guarantee you could not a plywood shield why are you using a plywood shield? That's a good question. I guess we're not <laughs> going to use plywood shields. They didn't have that. I want the snake to win. I do not. You're going to want shields, and you're going to want something stabby. Spear. Reach. Maybe, but also remember, big snake. A lot of muscle. Honestly, I'm thinking a really long kind of like pitchfork hmm. type deal. 
Again, it's like really... a like a snake hook, like what people use to handle big snakes. Well, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna really be able to handle it. That's now, I, bill hook, bill hook, the best weapon, mm, great weapon, good for dealing with French people, good for dealing with snakes. It's the perfect cow weapon too. Yeah, I yeah. like I like me a little bit of reach. Yeah, so right because you don't have enough of it already. I um, <laughs> you have some buddies with some shields, and you got some buddies with some bill hooks, right? Mm. You, you rile up the snake, and you have your shields up. So the snake's going to strike at you. It's going to knock you really hard. It is. But. Then one of your buddies chops it in the neck. It's going to have, because it's bigger, it, it means it's not going to be able to. Um, well, recoil? Reco- not re- it is. It's going to recoil, but it's not going to, ha- it's the recovery is is going to be longer than with an actual, like with actual viper i don't know about that it's big if, if it's got muscle, more mass if the muscle is relative to the mass it will still recoil very quickly because something like a black mamba or a death adder will strike you three or four times right or i guess a mamba is just going to keep chasing you and keep biting you because mambas are <laughs> they're horrible yeah. they're mean they're mean spirited so i'm saying shields bill hooks or hear me out you get eight or nine guys yeah. with crossbows, mm. and you just pepper the hell out of it. Okay. Bows, crossbows, whatever. I've got another one, and this one's pretty simple. Okay. You know how humans have dealt with re- giant reptiles in our past? You cut their heads off and bury them? Well, no. I was referring to uh, the aboriginal peoples of, uh, not Africa, Australia. You grab it by its tail and slam its head into the ground? The giant ripper lizard, Megalania, because... Allegedly, what they did is burn down forests to kill them, and I'm not suggesting oh. something so drastic as a whole forest. You see, I always avoid fire because it's it's simple. But is it equally easy to guns? Do we want to? I was just going to say it's a big snake. It's not going to be going anywhere. It's probably going to be coiled to ready that strike. So throw a torch on him. Well, yeah, yeah, but a also Molotov he's... cocktail. Yeah, again, if you don't want to. The thing is, is that that's totally viable. Mm. You could totally do that. I mean, we've had pyro weapons for a long time. Almost human history. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm talking like Greek fire, right, uh, right. fire okay. pots, that type of deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've had those for a really long time, and we've used them for a really long time. So it's fair. But again, you it's, know... It kind of takes out the challenge. It does kind of take out the... Also... So you gotta you gotta have something that's gonna be jellied or gonna stick to the snake or you're gonna coat the snake in something flammable because if you throw a torch at it, it's just gonna go away. Mm. It's not gonna kill it. Probably not. It's too big. So yeah, I mean if you wanna throw a Molotov cocktail at it, sure. That would totally work. <laughs> but I've been trying to do it without being that cheap. You're right. Okay, so we'll but say from now on, fire is poor sport. Fire unless, is poor sport. Unless, unless we're dealing with something really big, like a Wendigo. Ooh, because well, I Wendigo. Think it's, I think it's a it's a Wendigo charcoal stick that, or an embered stick that, or a stake that has to kill. I it. think so because they also burn their. Vic- we're gonna talk. Either about way, Wendigo we'll talk about that point. at some other point. But yeah, okay. I, honestly, Molotov cocktail. Alright, so that was Basilisk. And now we're at an hour 16. Cockatrice. Cockatrice. We're going. It's small. And I don't... We didn't really give it a ranged weapon. Maybe it can spit its venom. Maybe not. It's, it's But a, we dedicated most of that to the Basilisk. I don't think it's So, gonna. 
Essentially, we are dealing with a cat that, if it bites or scratches you, paralyzes you. And I guess your skin gets cancer. You get skin cancer. So, um, layer up. Layer up. Uh, put on some gloves and get a bat. Falcon. Get a stick. <laughs> just, a, just get a baseball bat and some falconer gloves. Where's it go? I mean, maybe we didn't really give too much ecology for them, but I assume. I mean, they're living on moors in England, so they'll come at you through the tall grass like all good raptors do. As you do. Um, and they'll try to get a nip in. Yeah. If they can't get that nip now, in, are they, they either solitary creatures or are they? Pack hunters. Now we could see both. I can see. see both the ways. thing is, is that according to the mythology, it would be a solitary, solitary creature. They're real small, though. So I mean, I can I see raptors so. existing solitary. I mean, we know. We don't even really know that they. I did mean, hunt if black-footed cats exist, then small raptor boys can also exist. Yeah, and they can be totally solitary. They can total solitary. Right. So we're gonna go with solitary. Solitary. Just one. It's yeah. going to come. It's going to try and nip you in, in the heel. And if it gets that nip in, say goodnight. But if not, you should be safe. Hear me out. It jumps on your chest. You wrap your arms around it and fall forward. <laughs> it is a bird. It is a small... It, those bones are hollow and you will remind it of that. Now, should you be dressed up like you're about to be in a canine training program? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Don't give it access to your skin, but otherwise I think you should be safe. Hear me out. Grab it by its neck. Falconer glove. Yeah. Grab it by its neck. That's if you have to grab it. Honestly, I'd avoid grabbing it. I would prefer to grab it. I would throw a stick at it. Hmm. A big stick. A throwing stick. I mean, it's a it, classic way to kill small animals. It probably has bird-like intelligence. So even if you have a stick and beat it on the ground, it's going to go, whoa, I'm out of here with that. Oh, no, no. Not f- not hit him with the stick. Throw the stick really hard. Mm. That's how we've hunted a lot of things. We, we adopt the Sasquatch strategy. That's what we do. <laughs> oh, no. So here's something that I was going to uh, cook on, as they say, uh, and then I didn't. So a cockatrice paralyzes its prey. Right. Its prey grows that stony layer of outer skin right. within maybe a few hours. And then when it comes back to it, because the its prey is hidden, protected, preserved, yada yada, it uses its uh, signature claw as like a to scalpel open. Yeah. to open it. So that claw could be dangerous, right? Even if you're wearing layers, but enough layers, I think, would invalidate that. Because wear metal, yeah, or just we were talking about this the other day of. A, what was it? A suit of medieval armor counters a horde of zombies. Not really. Not necessarily a horde, but it's a good tool it's against a, It definitely zombies. doesn't counter it, because uh, what kills knights is being grappled. Yeah. So. That, I mean, they still have to get a bite in on you. They gotta get a bite in, but if you're gonna get swarmed by zombies, they're gonna just start ripping things apart. Mm. So they're gonna start ripping your plates off. Now, a good Gamonson, fantastic against zombies. But also, not being able to be grabbed, even better. So cover yourself in Vaseline and run. <laughs> However, we're not dealing with zombies. We're dealing no. with uh, your little raptor boy. Little guy. So, I'm saying, uh, if you got to deal with that, I'd say a good chainmail shirt. Right. And then some, like a like a, a Gambinson and some falconer gloves. Mm. Right. Now, are they, they're probably going to nip it 
ankles. Your, your ankles. And they're going to nip at something that's close to their eye level. Sure. Because what are they going to be eating? Sheep. Yeah. Probably Probably sheep. grab, and the, the, the... Sheep and rabbits. The best place to bite a sheep would be on its little leg. Yeah. Because that's the only thing I suppose. otherwise wool. So I'm saying you're going to be wearing heavy gaiters mm. and um, assless chaps. <laughs> Go hard. Mm. Some some rodeo assless chaps and some big long boots would be real helpful in this situation. Yeah. And then it just comes down to, I mean, not even really a war of attrition. It will either decide that you are not worth the effort and leave yep. or you will... Get a hold of it, throw a stick at it, do something, and break it. Again, just shoot it with a crossbow when it's not paying attention. Mm. Honestly, it's, Only it's no different than a gun. Just you, If you're going to hunt it, don't let it see you, right. much like any other time you're hunting something. Mm-hmm. And shoot it with something, because you're a human. That's what you're... You, that's, you're your God-given right is having something with a trigger. We got so good at stabbing things that we started doing it from greater distances. Started doing it from different postal codes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that, I think, takes care of cockatrice. Now, um, did we really do anything for Gorgons? I mean, nothing that... Unless we count already... the, the elephant's foot, I guess... Well, we... let's just go on normal Gorgons, yeah. because yeah. whatever. It's magic. I, nothing that what Perseus... Already did. So we need a pair of flying shoes. We need well, Hades' uh, invisible cap, and we need a really reflective shield. How about a pair of aviator sunglasses in a dream? Well, <laughs> the reflective uh, maybe ones. the reflective ones. Mm, yeah, I I don't know. I now think are we doing Clash of the her. Are we doing Clash of the Titans, the the old one or the new one? Where the Clash of the Titans, where she has a bow and she's nutty with it. See the new Medusa in the the I think it's the 2013 Clash of the Titans. Yeah, <sighs> make you feel makes me feel a type of way. Firstly, <laughs> secondly, she's very fast and she has probably 30 or 40 feet of snake tail to work with, and she is scary. Mossberg 500. <laughs> Mossberg 500. Honestly. And a pair of aviator sunglasses. Against some sort of unholy demigod like that, bring a gun. That's, I, I, that I, might be I, what it comes to. I, honestly, I'd say something like automatic would be helpful. Yeah. I, I've been diving with a larger caliber. Now, the, the number one weapon used to hunt elephants in Africa by poachers is the AK-47. So Terrible. 7.62. It's pretty good caliber for dealing with problems. Don't kill elephants. Don't kill they're elephants. They're cool. They're they're guys. They're wise. I wouldn't say they're little guys, but they're guys. They're little guys at heart. They're little guys at heart. They're I like silly them. Little, they're silly little big dudes. A little pachyderm. Yeah, now, little pachyderms. I am. Um, but if you are dealing with unholy abominations unto God, we are going to invest in a probably a three oh eight. Mm. How about a BAR? I want 20 rounds of hell just in that general direction right See, if, we, if old, we go on it's a, very old but yeah. it's fun if we go on a monster hunting trip i'm gonna be decked out with a sword and shield and caleb's got the glock yeah. he's dude, dude if i have only a glock then i'm gonna be ill prepared mm. i'm bringing i'm bringing everything <laughs> oh, i have the little stuff i have big stuff i'm gonna be decked out in the armor i'm gonna have an AR, mm. and I'm going to have a dream. 
the American dream, which and is don't hunting forget. things that don't deserve to be alive. Yeah. And don't forget the aviator shades. And the aviator shades, very important. And a chicken. Or and a, a chicken. Co- a, 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 a rooster. A crowing rooster. That's the only way. To probably not kill a basilisk, no. but it adds intimidation. It's true. Nothing's more intimidating than a rooster. No. Can't really say that, can I? Well, I don't. If I were the size of a mouse, I would be terrified of chickens. I am not the size of a mouse. I am the size of a man. Mm. A man that's holding his. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. All right. It. His rooster. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, viewers, use your imaginations. I apologize for him. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am the size of a doorway, and I just no, exist. You're, you have to duck through doorways half the time. Unfortunately, at times. Either way. So, Gorgons. Gorgons. Cry, have, if it's big, you're going to have to suffer. Oh, wait, I've got a, I've got a Gorgon technique. Um, assuming it's not uh, original Medusa from Clash of the Titans, no bow, uh, you close your eyes, you have two swords, and you run at them with the windmill technique. <laughs> is, that the, is that the arms over top of each other, or Absolutely. is that the, the spin in circles? Oh, no, that's arms over the top. Your little brother found out that you ate his snacks, and he's coming at you. Right. Except Face you Azeroth. are the little brother. Yeah. And I don't think the Gorgon's going to put a hand on your forehead. I hope she won't. Cover yourself in fire and run at them. Mm. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to... All right. All right, moving on. Final bird. The Ardana bird. It's a bird. Burn the forest down. Yeah, or hear me out. Lemon juice. Lemon juice. Eat, eat the fruits of the bloodthirsty trees that we dreamed eat, of. Eat the lemons and throw a net on the bird. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a bird. The bird can't physically hurt you in any way. Drink a ro- drink a monster energy. Drink all of the Red Bull. Drink fill a fi- fill a fill a super big gulp with five hour energy and drink the whole thing, mm. and then run at the bird completely naked. Oh no! It's the only way. Truly. Yeah. I mean, th- you're not going to die. Maybe. There's, I mean. At least not from the bird. But not you from won't the die bird. from a heart attack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you won't you won't die. You'll get the bird and then. You, I can smell colors. I can hear colors. <laughs> Sing me wondrous songs. <gasps> I don't know what this recording has been, but it has been an absolute. We've gone off the rails entirely. Yeah. We've, we are, we are nutty with it. You know, I quite like. Well, I both like and dislike the multiple creatures format, because on one hand, it's great. On the other hand, I keep having ideas, and we have to backtrack. It's true. Although that just happens. On the other hand, base. we are also so unorganized. It's true. We do not plan. We we don't plan anything. Our and plans are... It's mm. like, oh, we do this and this and this, but if we have an idea when we're doing the, the third bit where we're doing... We're like, oh, we gotta fight the creature, but we come up with an idea for the creature... From the, the 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 speculative biology part, it's like, well, now we got to go back, and we got to do that, and then we got to go forward. And do, it's terrible. Do do do, do. and that's that's kind of how it is. Horrible. And that we will just, you know, we'll suffer and we'll do it, and I'll edit this and I'll suffer and I'll do it and it'll be great and it'll be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But that's so cockatrice, basilisk, gorgon, Ardana bird, cockatrice. We've decided is a raptor. Um, basilisk's a big viper cover yourself in cling wrap and throw yourself at it mm-hmm. uh basilisk big snake uh don't go at it 1v1 don't go at it 1v1 get a bunch of throw a lot of honey badgers at it yeah. collect them into a net throw them as far as you can oh no just put them in a sack 
sack full of honey badgers and then throw them at the snake. It swallows the bag whole and gets chewed through. I feel like the I don't know how long you could keep a honey badger in a sack. They wouldn't enjoy being in a sack. I don't think They're... that sack would last very long. No, honey badgers are notoriously difficult to hold. <laughs> They'll bite you while you're holding them. Yeah, they twist around. That's yeah. what the loose skin's for. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, or set it on fire, much like everything else. Set yeah. it on fire. Uh, Gorgon. Uh, don't look at don't it. Don't look at That's it. Really That's really it. Have a cool shield. Maybe that, have a cool shiny. Shield, have a gun. Have, have a sword. A... I have this cool shield and this Glock that I found. You remember the part where Perseus just pulls out the AK and says, Hey, Medusa! Medusa! Come on, kill me! Do it! Do it now! Yep. And then our daughter bird, I guess, eat eat lemons. Eat Put lem- lemon juice in your eyes. Eat lemon. Eat lemons. Throw nets. Throw nets. That's the that's the sigma grind set. Eat lemons. Throw nets. Yeah. Something like a t-shirt. I guess <laughs> none of none of these animals can be. I mean, a bucket of water. I'm not sure if it's going to do anything. Yeah, not not against uh, poison. I'm not sure or if the venom. mythical remedy. Does Toxins. does what it needs to do. Look, I always thought that the mythical remedy of just dumping water on a person to turn them from stone to a person is kind of lame or dumb. Mm. But in a folklore mythological setting, fine. In our weird speculative real thing, right. not so much. You know what I've got? Uh-oh. I've got some world building info. I've got it. Here it is. So, in our new theoretical setting that I just came up with... Where everything's terrible. All of these things are theoretically real. The fruits produced by the trees on which the Ardana bird nests are a cure-all for petrification. Ooh. So, if you're going to go hunt a basilisk, bring some of those with you. Maybe eat some. Maybe rub some in your eyes. I don't recommend that. It's very citrusy. But theoretically, actually, what if rubbing them into your eyes is what prevents the the oh the, the, uh, you're the right. basilisk venom from actually taking grass? Yeah, world building it, on the spot. It keeps you from being blinded. Yeah, by uh, chemical agents mm. or toxic agents. There you go. Just Beautiful. a little bit of lemon burn. Use that in your world building. Right. <laughs> Just sh- cut a lime in half. Shove both halves into your eyes. Profit. Profit. I love it. All but, right. Well. I think I think that's long enough for hour thirty. Hour thirty. We can go longer. It just means I gotta edit more. Yeah. It's fine. I don't care. I'm not mad. But I think we've gotten about all we can do. I think we've fulfilled our requirement. Our quota. Our quota. I think we've we, met our cryptid quota. We, I'm just gonna hate this in editing. But on that note, this has been the Snickersnack Podcast. Snickersnack, baby. I've, I've been Cal. He's been Caleb. I've been Caleb. Yeah. He's been Cal. And, uh, yeah, uh, stick, stick lemons in your eyes. Stay snickersnacking. Stay, stay, stay lemon labbing. Yep. That's right. Good.